Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Chris and Sheena again, and we are still in Nehemiah, um, and we have couple things going on today. Sheena, you specifically, what stuck out to you? I'd love to know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea. (laughs) Um, I, I love that. um, So I want to like, first you talk about the festival shelters, but then the next part they recount, like, you know, they go throughout history and kind of remember God's faithfulness and remember what he's done. And um, in such a beautiful way, they pointed out how all of these ways that God showed up and he did it to be forgiving and to be gracious and merciful. And I love in this passage where there's just so many spots that are those like good verses that we can hold on to that, um, that are tucked in, you know, in the book of Nehemiah, which isn't necessarily one of the most popular books of the Bible, but I love where it says, um, but you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and rich in your unfailing love. You did not abandon them. And um, and how many times that theme comes, like, and just even a couple verses later, but God, in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. And just goes, keeps, they just keep going on about what God has done for them and what God has brought them through and how they have been disobedient and in the wrong, but God has been so faithful throughout all of that. And farther on, it says, they did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. And if they stubbornly they stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them through the prophets, but still they wouldn't listen. And isn't that true for us still today? We stubbornly turn our backs on God sometimes mm-hmm. and as we refuse to listen. <laughs> but God, in his love for us, he's still so patient. He's still so patient with us. And farther down, we were. Um, I love the part where it says, every time you punish us with, with you just being just, we have sinned greatly, and you gave us only what we deserved. God gives us only what we deserve. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes he probably could be giving us, we could probably deserve more mm-hmm. than yeah. what he's giving us sometimes. Right. Hmm. Yeah, the way this uh, prayer is structured, it's like, even as you're reading through it, like, and he gave mercy and, and he gave mercy. And it's kind of like, wow, like how many times did God give mercy? And maybe they responded well for a season, but then they ended up in disobedience again. And I think this is definitely one, this prayer, you know, for all of uh, Israel's warts and times when they just look really bad. Mm-hmm. This is one of their shining moments. I mean, this is like all glory is going to God. He is the everything that they're portraying about God is he's good and merciful and just and right. And they're accepting full blame for their own actions. So they're taking all this ownership, you know, and just thinking about how many times when life doesn't go as we think it should, it's so easy to blame God. It's so easy to say God's not being good when we don't get what we want, or it's so easy to even say, well, yes, I may have been foolish in this, but it's because I'm a victim or it's because mm-hmm. my parents messed me up or it's, you know, for all these mm-hmm. reasons. This chapter is just beautifully devoid of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a really beautiful passage. I would really definitely encourage you to listen to it. Yeah, uh, and even meditate like, on it. Use it in your own prayer life, I would say. I mean, if we were able to kind of pray a similar prayer and just talk about 
all that God has let, all that God has led us through, whether it's his mercy or his goodness or the blessings he's given us, despite what we've done, um, even just salvation that we've received. I mean, I think by the end of that prayer, you just cultivate this heart of gratitude. Mm. Um, but to like, to pray like that and remember, um, just all that he's done, um, despite our sinful selves. <laughs> well, and Chelsea, you were mentioning how, like throughout the, that you were, when we came, when we read through this part, you mentioned how you love when there's a part like this in, you know, in the Bible that mm-hmm. the Bible like gives this like recount of history and, um, you know, kind of going off of that thinking like that is what, that is what our prayer life should look like, you know, mm-hmm. where we're like sitting in, like reflecting on Lord, what the Lord has done for us and, you know, where we have fallen short, but where like God has just still been merciful and good. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what an interesting, you know, overarching theme of how we should be approaching what, what God has done in our own lives and doing something with that more than just saying, okay, thank you Lord for doing this in this one moment, in this one time, in this one situation, but now I'll move on. Mm -hmm. But instead taking the time to look back Mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, definitely. And throughout this whole podcast, we've been saying, wow, this God is so gracious and merciful and they finally recognize it. I'm so (laughs) proud of them. (laughs) What a gracious and merciful God you are. Thank you. (laughs) But it's because they're able to look back on that and kind of see how God has brought them through like the beginning of time until right now. They see his grace and his mercy following them. Um, And just that change of heart that we see from just 70 years ago before exile to now, um, the Israelites would, or people in Judah really were really complaining about how God, um, this isn't fair. Like what you're doing to us isn't fair. You're not being just. And God would constantly be like, but you are the ones that aren't obeying me. <laughs> um, but to say now in this prayer, um, every time you punished us, you're being just. Um, it's just, you can see that change of heart from the people um, pre-exile and the people post-exile who are um, kind of getting this heart of flesh that the Lord promised them so long ago. It was a good day for Israel. It was a good day. <laughs> so um, win. So win. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 8, starting verse 13. On October 9th, the family leaders of all the people, together with the priests and Levites, met with Ezra the scribe to go over the law in greater detail. As they studied the law, they discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in shelters during the festival to be held that month. He said that a proclamation should be made throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees. They were to use these branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival as prescribed in the law. So the people went out and cut branches and used them to build shelters on the roofs of their houses, in their courtyards, and in the courtyards of God's temple, or in the squares just inside the water gate and the Ephraim gate. So everyone who had returned from captivity lived in these shelters during the festival, and they were filled with great joy. The Israelites had not celebrated like this since the days of Joshua, son of Nun. Ezra read from the book of the law of God on each of the seven days of the festival. Then on the eighth day they held a solemn assembly as was required by law. On October 31st, the people assembled again, and this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in place for three hours, while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours they confessed their sins and worshipped the Lord their God. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Kedmiel, Shebdaniah, Buni, Sherebiah, Bani, and Keniah, stood on their stairway of the Levites and cried out to the Lord their God with loud voices. Then the leaders of the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Benai, Hashbaniah, 
Sherbii, Hobdia, Sebani, and Petahiah called out to the people, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, for he lives from everlasting to everlasting. Then they prayed. May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserve them all and the angels of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him from Ur of the Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. When he approved himself faithful, you made a covenant with him and to give him and his descendants the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites. What you have done... And you have done what you have promised, for you are always true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beside the Red Sea. You displaced miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh and his, his officials and all his people, for you knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land. Then you hurled the enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night so that they could find their way. You came down at Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just and decrees and commands that were good. You instructed them concerning your holy Sabbath. You commanded them through Moses, your servant, to obey all your commands, decrees, and instructions. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of of the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn, and they paid no attention to your commands. They refused to obey and did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take them back to slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and rich in unfailing love. You did not abandon them, even when they made an idol shaped like a calf and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. They committed terrible blasphemies. But in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud still led them forward by day, and the pillar of fire showed them the way through the night. You sent your good spirit to instruct them, and did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water from their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Then you helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. They took over the land of King Sihon of Heshbon and King, the land of King Og of Bashan. And you made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them into the land you promised to their ancestors. They went in and took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them. Even the Canaanites who inhabited the land were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile lands. They took over houses full of good things, with cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and they grew fat and enjoyed themselves and all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They turned their backs on your law, they killed your prophets who warned them to return to you, and they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies, who made them suffer. But in their time of trouble, they cried to you, and you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy, you sent them liberators who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight, and once more you let their enemies conquer them. Yet whenever your people turned and cried to you again for help, you listened once more from heaven. In your wonderful mercy, you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if only they obey. They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. In your love, 
you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them through the prophets, but they still wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the peoples of the land to conquer them. But in your great mercy, you do not destroy them completely or abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. And now, our God, the great and mighty and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us and upon our kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors, all of your people, from the days when the kings of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us, you were being just. We have sinned greatly, and you gave us only what we deserved. Our kings, leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings in your commands and laws. Even while they had their own kingdom, they did not serve you, though you showered your goodness on them. You gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn from their wickedness. So now today, we are slaves in the land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of the land piles up in the hands of the kings whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us and our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure, and we are in great misery. The people responded, In view of all this, we are making a solemn promise and putting it in writing. On this sealed document are the names of our leaders and Levites and priests. The document was ratified and sealed with the following names. The governor, Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah, and also Zedekiah. The following priests, Sariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pasher, Amariah, Malkajah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Maluk, Haram, Merimoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Ginnathan, Baruch, Meshalem, Abijah, Majamim, Mezai, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. The following Levites, Jeshua, son of Azaniah, Binwe, from the family of Hanadad, Cadmiel, and their fellow Levites, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kalita, Paliah, Hanan, Mika, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Beni, and Binanu. The following leaders, Parush, Pahath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Azaniah, Bigvai, Aden, Ater, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Bezai, Haref, Anathoth, Nabai, Magpash, Mel- Meshalem, Hazer, Meshazabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Aniah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashab, Holahash, Pilah, Shobak, Rehem, Hashbanah, Messiah, Ahiah, Hanan, Anan, Malak, Haram, and Benah. Then the rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God, together with their wives, sons, daughters, and all who were old enough to understand, joined their leaders and bound themselves with an oath. They swore a curse on themselves if they failed to obey the law of God, as issued by his servant Moses. They solemnly promised to carefully follow all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord our God. We promise not to let our daughters marry the pagan people of the land and not to let our sons marry their daughters. We also promise that if the people of the land should bring any merchandise or grain to be sold on the Sabbath or on any other holy day, we will refuse to buy it. Every seventh year, we will let our land rest and we will cancel all debts owed to us. In addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one-eighth of an ounce of silver for the care of the temple of our God. This will provide for the bread of the presents, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths, the new moon celebrations, and the annual festivals, for the holy offerings, and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel. It will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God. 
We have cast sacred lots to determine when, at regular times each year, the families of the priests, Levites, and the common people should bring wood to God's temple to be burned on the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We promise to bring the first part of every harvest to the Lord's temple year after year, whether it be a crop from the soil or from our fruit trees. We agree to give God our oldest sons and the firstborn of all of our herds and flocks as prescribed in the law. We will present them to the priests who minister in the temple of our God. We will store the produce in all the storerooms of the temple of our God. We will bring the best of our flour and other grain offerings, the best of our fruit and the best of our new wine and olive oil. And we promise to bring to the Levites a tenth of everything our land produces, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all of our royal rural towns. A priest, a descendant of Aaron, will be with the Levites as they receive these tithes. And a tenth of all that is collected as tithes will be delivered by the Levites to the temple of our God and placed in the storerooms. The people in the Levites must bring these offerings of green, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms and place them in the sacred containers near the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the singers. We promise together not to neglect the temple of our God. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcast at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.